0: Welcome homeowners, homebuyers, landlords, and tenants alike. People who just want to be better at living in a home. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Join Madison Radio's Adam Elliott, real estate broker and landlord Ben Anton as they break down the modern-day barriers of home ownership. You'll laugh, you'll cry. And if you're not careful, you'll learn.
1: Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fists curled up in a schoolyard fight? Thanks for
2: waiting. That was the waiting song from Madison musician Seesaw. Welcome to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears on Facebook At In The 608 I'm Adam Elliott And I'm Ben Anton And we welcome you to Real Estate In The 608 It's a Madison-centric
3: real estate podcast Each episode we do things like Bring in a guest and we talk about real
2: estate Real estate or as we might be today A real estate adjacent topic Mm -hmm. Like Like appliances. We will discuss the (laughs) real estate headlines of the day, recap the highest and lowest price sales in Dane County. Give you a nice little bit of information
3: with the top of the hour tip and the market update to let you know, well, how the market's doing. We surround
2: ourselves with people smarter than we are. Including my cohort at the recent Willie Nelson, um, <laughs> did you go to the show concert? You didn't get rained out, did you? The, it was like rain Show delayed. was made yeah. late, but yeah. we, we were there to see Willie. So Phil and I got to see Willie, and then still got home at a reasonable hour.
3: Yeah. Speaking of music, uh, you're going to hear local music from artists right here in the 608. Probably no Willie Nelson. Probably not. So as we mentioned before, uh, my name is Adam Elliot. I'm a homeowner, teacher, uh, former
2: Madison radio guy. I am, I'm Ben Anton broker associate at the Lauer Realty Group. I'm a landlord and just all kinds of real estate stuff. That's all I seem to do. You're a handyman. Speaking of handy people, somebody from the appliance industry. Yeah. A a good person to know, probably. We're going to talk to Josh Gavel from Kirch Appliance. What I believe is second generation appliance man and heir apparent to the Kirch Appliance throne, Josh Gavel. Kirch Appliance, where are they located at? You earlier mentioned uh, Burncut, which could be one of our real estate headlines because after uh, decades in the business, that used appliance shop is closing. Mm-hmm. That's Some the one retired. on the east
3: side, Fair Oaks at That would be Atwood. at Fair
2: Oaks and Atwood Caddy Corner yeah. from Lowell School. Lowell School, But yeah. no, we'll learn a little bit about where Kirch Appliance is and maybe was as part of our history and Madison mm-hmm. environments trivia yeah, game all right. coming looking, up soon. Looking forward to that. What's been going on since last time, Ben? Since last time, well, it's August now. It's, <laughs> it's time for a lot of people to move, uh, a lot of transition often in apartments this time of year. Yep. We lined up a couple early, so I was able, actually, to, the first through fifth of August I spent in San Diego, where my daughters uh, declared or decided that, that I am a meme. You personally are a I, meme? <laughs> I don't know how that works, because in, uh, it's more like I'm a punchline, or I am, I am that guy that the insurance commercial, like the no, you don't need to tell them your name. Oh, that, okay. That insurance commercial where he's trying to like teach people how to be more current. Right. Uh, well, evidently I, I should, You're be, that guy. should yeah. be his student. Um, but lots of flying in the planes and looking down and teaching the girls about sprawl and urban design. <laughs> and, and where they're like, shut up, dad. Yeah, flying. So I think I that that Christina and, and both the girls <laughs> probably learned a little bit more. But while I was in San Diego, I suggested once that I have an eye on my Mind on the next phase, I talked about that I need to start an ADU, like that there's opportunities in the ADU realm. Define ADU for me. Accessory dwelling unit. Accessory dwelling unit. Dwelling Don't you units? listen? That's right. I do listen. And there's so many acronyms, <laughs> it's hard to suss through them. ADU, you're probably doing that for the benefit of our listeners. See, there he is always thinking about you, me, <laughs> just thinking about myself. Um, they have, they have a place there, a one-stop shop. Like you go in and you say, build me an ADU oh. in the backyard. They have that already. Like a builder would do that for you, or like a a company does that. One-stop shop. They will design it. They will build it. (laughs) They will find you tenants for it. It's like I'm not going to say the name because I don't want anybody. Because this is a good idea. (laughs) You shouldn't announce it in the podcast. Then somebody else is going
3: to think it. No, I hear what you're saying. So this is like this might be your next business happening
2: on the Mm coast, right? Well, I got a couple of years right before that gets here. Right. The trend comes to the Midwest. How many businesses Midwest? are there in Madison that are the result of just some guy with the resources going on a vacation and coming back with an idea that was already working somewhere else? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. FYI, like all of them. But then I got back to Madison and I had reality like a come over me like a <laughs> shroud. And one of the apartments that emptied has not been empty for 13 years. Oh, my gosh. I might argue it has not been cleaned oh no. in 13 years. Oh, no. So, um, uh, That's really interesting. I mean, like, after
3: 13 years, does everything get replaced in an apartment? You Somebody's know, been living no. in there that long? No. It's like just the, some tenants, like, yeah.
2: What's interesting is, like, the countertops that I took out were from 1950. Okay. And they were in fine shape. Oh. And they, and they lasted 60-some years, 60, 70 years. The new ones that go in there, I don't think they'll They're last not that last long. that long. There's mm-hmm. a lot of interest, like the, the, the bathroom floor probably from, it was in perfect shape. It's just from 1960. Oh. So it needed to go. And I guarantee that as nice of the floor as I'm going to get from the Boyd Brothers, it's not going to last 70 years. Sure, Sadly, yeah. that's, that's just where we live. Since last time for me, uh, I did actually help a friend move out on uh, moving day
3: from downtown Madison. Always an adventure to see everything that happens during the move out day. But outside of that, it's like nothing but going on but the rent and getting ready for the next academic school
2: year, which is creeping up on is very fast. It's getting here. Evelyn, uh, getting ready to move into the dorms. Yeah. By the time we sit down again, she'll have, she'll, have, she'll have moved in. Good for her. That's great. That'll be a great experience. Well, that's what's been going on since last time.
3: Uh, what's been going on from the headlines? <music>
0: the ticker
2: tape. I'm going to pull the um, tape. We're going to read it out loud here. Notable commercial sale. Uh, the Stop and Bago. We talked about the Stop mm-hmm. and Go mm-hmm. and its unfortunate demise. This was the Stop and Go near you on, what, Winnebago? Winnebago yeah. and 2nd Street. Yeah. Is it still an empty building? It is still an empty building. All right, But it has been purchased. Okay, so I already turned over. It has been purchased by Brandon Cook, uh, owner of John Fontaine Realty. Ah, I, I is did, this competition? Well, should, should he we not mention them? His, that's not really his. I mean, he it's does not, that. Yeah. Like, that's, what, that's part of his business. But it is such a small part of his business that it's not really competition. Okay. Um, he is also my neighbor. He bought a place next to us, tore it down, built a mixed-use building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He bought the former MTI building in the oh, yeah. 800 block of Willie, tore it down. And is building a mixed use development there. You so, think that's the plan for stop and go then? Yeah, mixed yeah. use. I think I read like thirty some units. I don't know how they're oh going to do it. They're uh, going to stack it to the clouds. Well, <laughs> I think only he said only that. three or four stories. <laughs> it Doesn't sound like. I mean, it's certainly going to take up the lot. Well, maybe follow that story as it uh, progresses along. I was really hoping for a quick trip chicken, uh, <laughs> but but that we knew that wasn't going to happen. Now for quite some time. <laughs> I think you just need to like turn the other direction, and there's a quick trip route. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like, th- like a Starbucks now. Third and Johnson, <laughs> which is just seems further because you cross the avenue. Right. All right. Let's be going on to the lows and highs. Lows and the highs. We're again going to southeast Dane County. Mm-hmm. On the shores of beautiful Lake Koshkanal, $110,000, 520 square feet, one bedroom, just a little bitty place, but it was all done. I kind of felt like this may have been uh, a slow flip, like, you mm-hmm. know, where someone goes into a place like mm-hmm. like I've done in my last several houses. You go into it and you do everything, mm-hmm. not in a hurry. Okay. And maybe while you live there or while you use the place. And then a couple of years later, you've got this Almost relatively new joint So sold for $50,000 In 2018 Sells for twice as much After significant renovation Sure I'm sure they put in thousands Is that a good return on a flip? Double your money? When I do any project, flip or otherwise, if I spend $100, I want to see a $200 return. Yeah, at a minimum, right? Right. If they put in 25 which is super easy to reasonable to understand, mm-hmm. that they would make another 25 Well, that brings you up to 100 Maybe there's even a little gravy on that. Uh, what about the heist? We're out in Middleton. We're not on the water. We're not near the water. In fact, the closest thing we're near... Is the Pope Conservancy just hiked it earlier this year? Beautiful space. So right out there, six bedrooms, five baths, seventy five hundred square feet. Giant. Built in two thousand four by by Design Shelters. They included the 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 builder because it was relatively new. This home did kind of have a resort or like spa like feel. It really Mm -hmm. it was sharp looking and pretty new. Uh, And the exterior of the home was flanked by by a, a heated mineral water pool. I don't even know what that is. Okay, what is yeah, what does I'm that mean? imagining that that means it's like water bubbling wa- up, natural well, waters. See, it wouldn't have to be. It doesn't have. Yeah. It doesn't say like artesian, but an artesian well would generally be referred to as mineral water. I wonder if it's like. Like they put put a well in for the pool. Oh, yeah. You know, if they're drawing drawing groundwater for the pool. What well, anyway? Maybe like the Evian truck backed up and they just put a heater in that. It could be. But what really like, what really made me like the house the most, I think, was like you like some beautiful drone footage. That grass looked like County Stadium. It had like, <laughs> it had the perfect lines and directional mowing stripes. Oh yeah. At one
3: point in my life, that was like one of my life goals is to make my lawn look like. A football field Or county (laughs) stadium
2: The mowing thing
3: But now I just hate mowing So Not
2: Not a commercial (laughs) My father worked for uh, Simplicity Manufacturing Uh huh Uh -huh. Now they got bought out By Briggs and Stratton But a But a Milwaukee based Port Washington based Lawn and garden manufacturer And their Mowers had full width rollers on the back. Yeah, that's what doesn't it, is it, the and roller. That's yeah. what's gonna get you that directional <laughs> directional like shag carpet like pushed it just perfect. <laughs> but best lawn pictures I've seen. And oh, it only nice. costs only cost listed at one point seven million in March. And somehow, 30 days later, got a bump to 1.9. All right. So you're proving me wrong with the lawn thing once again, that
3: maybe it did pay off with those pretty photos. (laughs) Adam
2: was trying to get out of his lawn work (laughs) last episode, for those of you that missed that. Here's $0.2 million proof that the beautiful lawn can sell your house. All right. I'll buy it. All right. That's what's been going on since the lows and the highs. Uh, In studio, Josh Gavel. First question on my list is, who's this Kirch? (laughs) <laughs> like I like I am 90% sure that Josh is the son of Ted and I don't think Ted's last name is Kirch so it's, maybe it's not a family business you know. I don't know or maybe maybe, maybe did Ted with fa- maybe those father we're going to get some rando we're dude going <laughs> to get to the root of this Yeah uh, coming up soon when Josh joins us uh some house the roundabout updates yes and so remind our folks
3: here the house the roundabout was kind of like this sad sack little place that had holes in the floors
2: and it was sagging and falling apart Tore it all down, building it back up. Right. So now we've gotten to the point where the where the house it looks like a house doesn't mm-hmm. have siding on it, but it's got a roof, it's wrapped, it's got windows, it's got doors. We may I think we're going to put locks on it in a few days. Here, okay. don't go yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of the time that all the subcontractors are in there. The, yeah. The subs would include plumbers, electricians, HVAC people. Good job to Rhonda. Already rented. You're kidding! One of the guys on the HVAC company, uh, Rock Mechanical, he says, "Hey, you know what? Are you renting this place out? Because my lease is up in in mid-November. When is it going to be done? This is a really sweet house in a nice neighborhood. For you know, you ever feel like things just get rented out from under you because the market's so tight and everybody knows somebody? Well, this is one of those this things. Somebody where, knew somebody. Somebody knew somebody, and uh, and Rhonda will." Now, kind of be looking to keep everything on schedule so she can meet a, a November f- or November mm. 1st deadline. Man. I remember this has been so topsy turvy, especially because it happened a lot during, it happened during COVID and it was like, yeah. is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Once it's on someone's pro once you're in the, once you're in their inbox or once you're like yeah, on yeah. their desk, it's easy to keep them there. But when they're waiting for the concrete to dry and you haven't got this guy in yet, that can be hard to <laughs> get someone rolling. Uh, many stories from the house that Rhonda bought Maybe we take a break at this point We'll take a quick break for the top of the hour tip I'm guessing it's going to be Asher Messina They have enjoyed providing us with, with those tips And helped them out uh, with a client They were out of town I went to, to let the client in to visit Plumber was visiting this mm-hmm. house they were going to buy I said, Asher, Asher's been helping me on my podcast And she said you're Ben Anton
3: Oh no You got spotted <laughs> I got
2: <laughs> I, I listened to that <laughs> Oh good for you Made me feel uh, a real warm in my heart nice. so Here we are Asher Messino Top of the hour table
4: Hi, this is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. Real Estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Till then, sit back and enjoy and learn. Joining us
2: for the first time in studio, Asher Messino. Is dollars per square foot a good way for me to understand what things have been selling for and what things might sell for going forward?
5: Yeah, dollars per square foot is a super important metric. It really will be based on location, not only just where in Madison, but the neighborhood and then specifically where in that neighborhood. And then also thinking about the condition of a property.
2: If I'm looking at an average number, I need to be considering that the home we're talking about is average in every way, and is average in its condition, its location. Mm -hmm. But if I were comparing two houses that had similar levels of finish in a similar neighborhood with similar amenities, those two homes might sell, even if one was bigger than the other, they might sell for the same dollars per square foot.
5: Yeah, exactly.
2: But it's not necessarily, what I'm hearing is it's not necessarily a great way to compare my house on East Main Street with a house in Verona.
5: Absolutely. Those are not comparable at all. All right. It's interesting to see those stats, super interesting, but those houses would not compare. You could not price one house based on a house in a totally different neighborhood in a totally different condition.
2: We are happy to both enlighten and then likely additionally confuse you as it relates (laughs) to the value of dollars per square foot. (laughs) Thank you, Asher.
5: Thanks, Ben.
3: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam. Directly across the table from me is Ben Anton, and our, our new guest has joined us in studio today. Josh, thank you for coming in today. Thanks for having me on. All right. You're, you're going to hook me up with some good appliances, oh, right? Oh, yeah. So that's, that's why we get... No, it's not why we brought <laughs> you in here. Because you
2: are an expert in this field. We hope. <laughs> <laughs>
6: that's
2: why we why we brought you. You have yeah. expertise. Yeah. Sure. So you're also heir apparent... To the the Kirch throne, <laughs> yeah. Is there another <laughs> brother that you have to fight in battle? Or, or? yeah, I, I got one more brother. Yeah, one uh, more brother. Yeah. So. So there might be some consternation some there. Game of Thrones to be played here <laughs> <laughs> soon. But, but, so before we get to the tough questions and the, the lengthy interview, I, we have to decide if you're fun. Yeah. And there's really only one way to do that. That's to play a little game that we have. We play a little game, a get-to-know-you game, a history game, a quiz game, a Madison and Environs trivia game we call The Way It Used to Be. There used
1: to be. There used to be. There used to be. Smiling faces far as the eye could see. Car in every driveway, swinging every tree. People can't stop talking about the way things used to be. All right, Josh,
2: are you ready? Yep. Question number one. In 2010, the Roman Candle opened its then third location in Fitchburg. Since then, they are back to just two locations. Name the original location. The original location on
6: Willie Street, which was a former uh, um, location for our store, actually. Oh,
3: you're kidding! That, yeah. that, pretty, yeah. Well done. That's cool. Yeah. I
6: did not know that. But yeah. 1054
3: Williamson oh, Street. Oh, cool. Formerly I mean, Kirch Appliance. This good. is why I know the name. I've
2: seen. The, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, how
3: do I know Kirch Appliance? It's because I drove by it a million times. Yeah. And,
2: <laughs> and what year do you figure? What year do you figure that you moved? I think they were there early
6: 90s. I want to say we moved to Sherman like 93
2: ish, somewhere in there.
6: Okay.
4: So. <laughs> All
2: right. So, as someone who deals a bit, this is me, as someone who deals a bit more than average in appliances, I, I often think of the used market a lot more than most. I see used as a kind of an opportunity to be green or part of an opportunity to recycle or versus, you know, waste. E-Waste has become a big concern as technology and devices start to infiltrate our lives. Opened in 2018, named the local computer repair and recycling operation at 464, North Sherman Avenue. That would be Remachines, which is our former
6: no uh, <laughs> another <laughs> former uh, place that was the most recent before where we're at now.
2: So we got two bells, two out of three so far, looking good for Josh. In 2011, what Wisconsin Brewing Company was founded after the then president and head brewmaster of Capital Brewery made an unsuccessful attempt to purchase Middleton's Capital Brewery. I think is it's in Verona. Why oh, I want to say Wisconsin Brewing Company? Yeah, see, it's right there in the it's
6: right. Yeah. See, yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: that was not a very like a
4: there that's, we go. A resounding a ring. True
2: ring. It was kind of yeah. a trick because the answer is right in the question. <laughs> it's very sneaky of you, Ben. Kirby something, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Kirby that's Nelson. Right. Yeah. But Carl Nolan helped me out on one of my first work on the old people's houses volunteer days, like way back when I was young. And then Kirby. You're right, followed him, and, and they both together started the Wisconsin Brewing Company in Verona. Hmm, the things you learn on this the program. The things you mm-hmm. learn. Uh, that
3: is hard evidence right there. Three bell rings means that Josh Gavel from Kirch Plants <laughs> is a fun guy.
2: Uh, we'll talk a little bit more with you coming up in just a moment. We'll take a little break for the market update again with Asher Messino from the Lauer Realty Group.
7: Tony Heil and the she would play.
4: Hi, this is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. Real estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Till then, sit back and enjoy and learn. So the market update.
5: Right now, we are getting to the end of August, and August is historically a slower month. So... People are out there trying to get in their summer vacations before they send the kids back to school or before they head back to the university. Uh, We have a slow period because August is when rentals usually start and expire. So all those buyers that were trying to purchase before they had to decide if they wanted to renew their lease, if they didn't get a house and had to renew their lease, usually are putting a pause on purchasing. So it's a little bit slow right now, but... Also, historically, as we start September, new crop, new crop, new crop of buyers will be coming in. Maybe even those same buyers as they've settled into their new lease and are ready to, you know, be strategic with this market. Because in the next few months here, it will get a little busier, but it will still be a lot easier to purchase now than next spring.
2: The highest prices of 2021 have already been paid. Mm -hmm. July and August, those closings representing offers that were likely accepted in May and June those offers have closed we get a little bit of a price break here for the last of the 3rd and 4th <laughs> quarter all right thank you asher
5: thanks ben just a-
3: Listening to real estate in the six oh eight, Madison's real estate magazine for years. My name is Adam Elliot. His name is Ben Anton. In studio, our guest today. We're talking appliances. It's Josh Gavel with Kirch Appliance. Josh, thanks again for being here yeah, today. Thanks for having me on. Well done on mm-hmm. Ben's tricky trivia question. <laughs> uh, you have survived, so you should feel proud of that. The the home board game is going home with you
2: today. <laughs> but question number one clarifies some th- something I brought up earlier. Really. Mm. Who who's this Kirch fellow?
6: So, Kirch was my, uh, my dad's stepdad, actually. Oh. Uh, oh. so you're right. Father-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was uh, Joe Kirch. He started back in, back in the 60s in Prairie de Sac. And then my dad joined him and eventually bought him out and decided to keep the name because it's been mm-hmm. there forever And I'm uh, always
3: curious about the, the and sons and the family business and that did you feel like this was your calling or was it dad wants me to work today I better do it and I'm just going to keep on riding it maybe it'll be mine someday
6: I would say you know from a young age both my brother and myself we were always involved with his uh, going there and helping him do stuff you uh-huh. know and so it just uh, I've always kind of taken a liking to it I've always liked uh, the hands on mechanical stuff and mm-hmm. so I just kind of just kept with it and I, I've Always enjoyed it. So, yeah.
3: my father was a was an administrator with mental health services for Dane County, and I was like, "That's not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do something different." Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. That's no, yeah. good to hear. Can you still tinker with appliances these days, or are they kind of like at the point where it's like a
6: new car where you just got to take it to the shop and like they're they're very <laughs> much becoming like that. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Okay. I would say when I first started, we were probably around the mechanical stuff. Mm-hmm. Were like, that's how my dad always says is, you know, back when he got involved with it, you could be a lot more just a mechanical guy and kind of figure things out. Mm-hmm. And as things become way more electronic, um, it's become more and more that you have to have some more understanding of just being a mechanical guy, you know. Yeah.
2: Every once in a while, I talked to someone at the office or, or ordered the part like uh-huh. where I could figure <laughs> out what the problem was. There's a certain learning curve as to like how, how quickly and easily one can get to everything that's needed. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the professional comes in and it seems like that with one, uh, one socket, one size, nut driver that can be like boom and the whole thing can be like (laughs) laid out on the floor and ready to go back together after a new part but that take that skill may be the most valuable of them you know or is just one of the valuable skills that is so hard to to learn and so hard to understand from a from when you're starting from zero. (music)
3: You pose a good question there. Is there value in trying to do your own home repairs or is like these days it's better just to call someone in?
6: I would say probably for the most part, if you don't know what you're doing a lot of times you get yourself in more trouble and it ends up being you know <laughs> you bigger. Break it as you go right? Yeah, yeah
2: yeah. I always send you like I tell you what my, I think my problem is and I send you the uh, the, the ID tag or a picture yeah. of the ID I always hope or I imagine that that saves a trip or gets us that closer to a solution yeah it does it definitely yeah yeah that definitely helps um, people that don't do that.
6: Otherwise, there's so many, so many different models of everything out there. At least you're going into it. If it doesn't help you, a lot of times you know you'll you can try and pre-guess as to what it is if you don't have a part with you. But um, it definitely helps you. You can take a look and know what you're getting
2: into before you get there too. So, so well, that's if at minimum, folks, if you're ever going to call any appliance person, um, understanding the you know taking the time to really figure out what's happening and then being able to identify the make and model and serial number there's a tag mm-hmm. under to the mm-hmm. lid or on the oven and it's usually behind the drawer but being able to provide that information up front is going to maybe save them a trip to your house maybe allow them to put that part on the truck which is going to get you back up and running that much faster cuz then we talked about your two locations your third your third location mm-hmm. or your present location is on Mustang Way but you got to use the appliance showroom there. How old are they? Where do you get them? What? How does? How do they come to be there?
6: A big thing that has kind of come about in the last few years is um, apartments, big apartment complexes, transitioning from say white appliances to stainless steel, mm-hmm. and they've got 300 units with working units, um, and they'll contact us and ask if we want to buy, you know, that type of thing. So
2: what kind of uh, once over do they get?
6: Washers and dryers, for example, we're always, we've got towels running or like a laundromat back there. We got, uh, you know, at least two loads of uh, towels go through them before they they leave, you know, and, and that's, that allows us to find what, what's not working with it. Um, And stoves, you know, that type of thing, we go, uh, you know, make, we turn all the burners on, make sure they are working high and low and, and that the oven temperature is calibrated correctly. And, refrigerators they they get plugged in for a long usually a week or so, we keep them plugged in and monitor temperatures and make sure the automatic defrost is working.
3: Are you able to calibrate the temperature of an oven? Because, not saying I'm a chef, but I would love to have that skill yeah. to make sure it's cooking at the temperature I want it to yeah.
6: be. Yeah, that's a big thing that, you know, uh, most, especially electronic ones, are a lot easier to do, but you can definitely mm-hmm. uh, figure out what it's at, and then you
2: can um, adjust it. Can't give away the secret. I know, right? Uh, yeah, that's, if it was that's just right. a knob, then we wouldn't need <laughs> (laughs) 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 him.
3: real estate in the 608 Madison's real estate magazine for your ears his name is ben my name is adam our in studio guest today is josh gavel with kirch appliance we're talking appliances here josh how do you know i mean other than that the thing just conks out and does not start how do you know that the appliance that you have is just about ready to kick it
6: a lot of it is based, you know, condition always plays a big part, mm-hmm. you know. So if it's – you can have a 20-year-old machine that's in really nice shape that, you know, you may put some money into it. You know, that's probably the biggest thing. But from there, it just depends. You know, it's it's very – more specific to each type of unit. Mm-hmm. But uh, any kind of major repair, you know, motors and control boards, those types of things
2: kind of get you questioning whether or not you want to mm-hmm. put money into it. We We just – had to make a call like that, I think, on, on Summers, and it was a dryer. And the part, the, the part to repair, I don't know, do you remember? That was a Speed Queen, yeah. Speed Queen, one of the, according to Consumer Reports, one of like the longest living dryers that you can get. Very commercial, very, very valuable. An $800 part. That's the, pretty I, much the price of the whole thing. We didn't pay, we, yeah. well, we bought that one used. So we got 10 years out of a machine, and then a part broke. And then the part was going to cost eight hundred dollars, and, and what did we maybe pay for a for a, a new used one from you? Maybe it was like four fifty, five hundred, something like that. So how does that even happen? That
6: situation I would say is more unique to uh, that was that's like what you'd see almost in a laundromat. And for whatever reason, those boards on those washers and dryers, those Speed
2: Queens, are extremely expensive. I don't know why, but because I would imagine that new. That machine must then cost th- thousands of dollars. It's probably probably close to two grand, I would guess. Oh, is this you a know, machine? Are we talking like four quarters at the laundromat, or like three dollars at the? No, laundromat this is like a, the regular, and I think it's more than four quarters now. Yeah. But like this, a regular, <laughs> a regular yeah. single load dryer. Okay. Which, according to Consumer Reports, the <laughs> the average unit or the, the most manufacturers aside from the speed queens and the wolf and the vikings of the world sure would expect or would hope that you get 10 years out of your appliance 25 percent of those consumers surveyed had some small to medium sized repair in the first two to five years which in the in this article, justified that don't ever buy that extended warranty plan. Oh sure, because right. only twenty five percent of the people are making a small repair, and you'd have been money ahead just fixing yeah. it your damn stuff. Jo- I see you nodding your head. Do you want to get into the <laughs> warranty
6: game, Josh? You'd sit yeah, you'd that, skip that's, it or no? Yeah, that's that's a big the extended warranties. You know, they always used to be kind of a just give me your money type of thing. I think. I would say for the average consumer, you're getting more and more to, like you said, the first couple of years. I mean, you start to see, you see a lot of that uh, repairs. And typically, I usually recommend to people refrigerators and, and washers. Those are probably the two most commonly repaired machines out there and people are spending more and more on them than they ever used to, um, and, and they tend to have more and more problems uh, lately. So I usually tell people if they're buying a brand new one for their house, it's usually not, most people aren't buying the bottom of the line one. Put the extra money, because in five years, you're, you're probably going to you know, um, make it worth it. Something might go
2: wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What might I expect to pay for a... Slightly, you know, a five-year-old unit at yeah. your shop. I would say, for the most part, you're probably about half.
6: That's that's typically what you know it is, but condition, you know, makes a big thing, and then um, age. So you know, the price will vary
2: based on that. Ballpark, if I, and that that's about what I felt. I think we, mm-hmm. I might expect to pay. I don't know if I wanted a gas range and it was pretty nice. I think I would, might get see three seventy five but if it was a really simple one with just a couple buttons, it might be three and a quarter and then it always pains me when I pay fifty dollars to have it delivered because that's such a such a big chunk as the percentage of the sale. Mm. It makes me wish I got it myself boards because that's one of the things that that we're often replacing, and there's reffri refrig- the boards it's like the the computer, computer parts. chip that's bad oh, right yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. you wouldn't really think uh, that compute computers too much as like a like a, like a, the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. What does a computer do? But you also talked about and I had a fella that I had to kind of walk through how refriger how the refrigerator works. A lot of people don't think about that. And, <laughs> it's and like his, open the door and put and the he food told in. Me, That's how it works. He <laughs> sent me a picture of a puddle on the floor. He said the refrigerator is leaking. There is no part of the refrigerator that. Has water in it. There's no. There's no ice maker on Let's this see, one. the ice still, maker or so the water if there, thing If in there, there is yeah. water on the floor, it is the refrigerator is is capturing that moisture from the air around it, and it was kind of difficult to explain to him like, it's super humid right now, and I'm betting uh-huh. that 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 your refrigerator is creating moisture faster than it can evaporate out of the pan underneath. Oh, isn't there also the thing,
3: there's like the, the drip pan. I think we're talking right. about this. That can like freeze up sometimes. The Man, drain, actually, the yeah.
2: drain can get clogged yeah. with peas. That's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the seriously, <laughs> he's got a steam cleaner, like this little steam jet thing so that he can quickly and before your food spoils, like oh. melt Melt the peas sure. out of the out of the drain. Is that a very common? Um, I don't know
3: if you get the call out to fix repli- appliances too. Like yeah. the the water's on my floor.
6: My yeah. fridge is broken. Yeah. Actually,
3: it's just frozen here. Yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. Well, frozen drains and just clogged drains with that. That's very very common. Yeah. Mm, okay. And, see, so and, and is it
3: usually peas like Ben says, or is it like
6: that? That's common. You see that, food. or just other food gunk in there?
2: <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So first, check for the peas. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, because so in this case, uh, he had turned. He he was seeing a little bit of ice in the fridge cabinet, Mm -hmm. so he turned down the temperature, which then allowed, in the next defrost cycle, allowed a lot more ice than normal to melt, plus the fact that it was like last last week. It was so humid there was just that much more moisture Mm -hmm. in the air that he got the puddle on the floor, Mm -hmm. and I was able to. And it saves me a trip out. Rhonda was like, well, you're just so good about helping educate. And I'm like, I'm just trying to not have to go to their apartment. <laughs> I'm trying to empower them so that I don't have to go there and, mm-hmm. and mop up a puddle. Because right. it's going to stop yeah. if, we do, if we do these three things. There is no hose attached to that sure. refrigerator. It-
3: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam. Across the table is Ben for me. And in studio, Josh Gavel with Kirch Appliance. Um, Josh, again, thank you for being here today. Uh-huh. I'm imagining there's a there's a video of somebody throwing a concrete block into the dryer and they just let the thing spin until it like obliterates uh-huh. itself. What's the worst thing you've, what's the worst condition appliance that you've ever seen? Can you fix you? that yeah, one? Yeah,
6: uh, yeah, can you? Uh, you know, maybe somebody trying to pull something apart themselves, you know, and they got it in just pieces, and it's like, you know, <laughs> shake your head and walk away type of situation. <laughs> but, but yeah, other than that, a lot of times for us, as big as uh dead animals around oh, or that no. kind of thing, yeah, you know, okay. that gets to yeah. be, yeah, but yikes,
2: like an animal died in the.
6: <laughs> we had a guy pull a chipmunk, I think, out of a blower wheel on a dryer once, yeah, because oh, no. they go in there for Nasty. the warm,
2: yeah, and oh, then no, and it was. It was, it was actually not too long ago. Was when the seesaw lady lived on East Main Street here, there was, a, there was an odor. Oh. And, it, and it went away when the dryer was running. Oh no! Because it was like cooking it <laughs> and blowing it out. Then it <laughs> would have smelled like outside. But yeah, we figured that one out oh. the hard way. I am sorry I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose I suppose used is not for everyone. In the same, because I said to Christina, "Christina, what's a good question?" And she goes, "I don't want somebody else's problems." Same way she bought a new car, beautiful new car, lovely new car, love driving it. Beautiful car, but at the same time as I'm willing as I'm willing to see savings and buy a used car and take on a slight amount of risk, I am willing to do that with with appliances that I've seen at least at least a, a modicum is that a good thing mm-hmm. of of testing or of, of you know mm-hmm. like they're plugging these things in and they're and they're listening and they if anybody knows how to listen it'd be them for for what sounds right or wrong. Um, did I did I ask you once if I should buy a used high efficiency Dryer, and you said something about the bearings. Do they have mileage? Like when you get something in, do you have any idea as to how many miles are on that car? No,
6: not really, unfortunately. But uh, but yeah, like you were talking about, I I probably did tell you something about the bearings. That that's big high efficiency uh, washers. They uh, they wear out bearings, and and that's part of that. Uh, mm. Like I said, get get that extended warranty because probably most of them five years you know you could probably expect to have a bearing job in one of those and so if you had a if you had an extended warranty for that time you're probably going to get that covered
2: and that's and that's why they put the brick in that one on the video, yeah, maybe the, bear, the bearings think, had worn out. I think they just did it for fun, <laughs> personally. But buying a used can be cheaper than a repair, especially in the case of that Speed Queen. When I buy something from from Kirsch, there's a small warranty, like a like a some like a just in case we didn't catch it kind of a warranty. But what's tell me what that is or what how does that work? We give people 90 days, so three months, parts and labor. So if something happens in that time, we'll fix or replace the unit for you. When we remind model a place often there's more concern like right you know like like i get a call in the first week or two because we didn't we didn't use it yet like it's never been used like the drain Mm -hmm. hasn't the shower Mm -hmm. hasn't been used so i don't know if the drain is plugged or the when 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 the windows haven't been opened or like there's a lot of things that we don't know because we didn't no one's lived in it whereas like when you get somebody leaving and then someone moving right in usually there's no trouble because someone mm-hmm. was just living there so in the same way when you buy a new it hasn't been used yet like it hasn't been run through its paces the opportunity to discover the problem or the or the need hasn't happened yet.
3: Well, I mean, I would assume at some point, if I'm buying something brand new, that it was like tested. Like I hope somebody turned the thing on at some. I think isn't that that little sticker, the UL sticker, says somebody no, has turned this on. I don't know if that's different. the same thing or not, but
2: like. I, I guess that would be an assumption that Sometimes maybe there's a tested sticker yeah right, yeah, right, right, right UL is Underwriters Laboratories okay. And that means that it was designed Or that it was manufactured to a certain specification Using okay. those kinds use those, uh, Mostly safety rules Yeah,
3: well, you learn something new every day
0: I walk around
3: at one point, there was a lot of hype. I work in technology, so I think about these things, a lot of Internet of Things, or like if your refrigerator can be online, uh-huh. if your stove, if, you know, all of your appliances can be online. I think there was a lot of hype about that for a while. I think nowadays we don't even notice it because Alexa is in the room with us listening to our conversation, or we have like, you know, six smartphones going on in the house. I feel like um, that was a big selling point for a little bit, and it's kind of faded off. Is is computer driving a lot of the new products that are out there, or is it just, like, design? Like, better-looking things are driving what people are interested in?
6: Probably a little of both, but um, that's definitely coming, um, and it, more and more it's getting involved in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, we've been to different, you know, we go to these updating uh, training things, and they'll talk about new products, and um, I know at one point they were putting, um, you know, they almost every manufacturer now I think has some app that you can connect sure. to your appliance if you have that capability, and, and uh, one of the big things with, uh, they're trying to get things involved as far as like a stove, so like you can leave the grocery store and turn it on so it's preheated so when you come home. Um, But I know that they've gone through different... there's safety concerns with that. So yeah. stove on so, in an empty yeah. house. What's wrong? So, with So I don't know that they've uh, gotten those all through. But um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of that kind of. My thing. grandpa
2: used to keep his vodka in the oven. Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. So that that could end poorly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I I just think about those
3: things. You could create a smart stove or a smart refrigerator, but what what is it really? What do you really get out of that thing? Because I think we're just used to using it as the box that we either cook in or that we store our food in. And is that really, like, a necessary thing? And, you know, then you start talking about cybersecurity (laughs) and, like, can you hack these things? And, like,
6: all that fun stuff comes into play. So, like, we do work with with Samsung as far as warranty, and uh, certain units I can um, hook my phone up to their, like, refrigerator, and I can start turning the lights on and off on it, you know, from my phone.
2: So, I mean, that's kind of crazy, you know? So that's another profit center for you is is being a certified or a factory certified technician that if there's a Samsung in the market that yeah, they somebody dials an eight hundred number, they're gonna end up with Ted or Josh. Yeah. So
3: folks, other than Ben, who like to go for used, I'm mm. guessing the situation where you described an apartment that's just remodeling everything and they're going to stainless steel, I gotta imagine like that's the reason maybe why a lot of consumers just upgrade is like the look. Yeah. Uh, Thing still works just fine, but like I don't want the avocado refrigerator <laughs> yeah. anymore. I want
6: yeah. the stainless steel. Yeah. Or the washer breaks and we want a washer and dryer that matches. So
2: they get rid. of the dryer that oh, sure. works out. Yeah. Right. That's, that's like that's uptown living there. Huh? I know. <laughs> Matching appliances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like going to the car dealer and say, I want a blue car. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been supply chain issues that have affected your business, like either from uh, parts availability or have you seen more people lean on used because new is so hard to get?
6: I would say, yeah, we've, we've definitely encountered the uh, supply chain problems. I would say more so people um, leaning to probably repair something um, mm-hmm. versus waiting for some new appliance that they can't get for a long time. So we definitely saw a lot of that. But uh, as far as yeah, parts, for sure, we've been seeing lots of uh, stuff that you would never even thought you wouldn't been able to get that been on back order for, you know, months on end, you know, stuck
2: in the Suez Canal, yeah. right? The specifically I mean. a, an appliance parts <laughs> ship.
3: I like the idea of it because I think um, I think there's a thought that like an appliance goes or is going. You're just going to go right to new and considering how much COVID has existed exacerbated everybody's, you know, funding and economic situation that you can still find a used appliance that will work for you. Um, And like, it's not the only option isn't just going to the big box and, you know,
2: spending all your money or waiting till Labor Day when prices come down. (laughs) In the city of Madison, you generally have to pay to get rid of an appliance. Uh, So there's some cost savings. And let's say I've bought bought used or new, and they haul away the old one. I'm saving a few dollars there. But what's kind of ironic or what doesn't quite fit me well is in Madison, I can understand that there is a cost to uh, disposing of my refrigerator, or my dehumidifier or my air conditioning, my window AC unit, because there is a there's a chemical in there, a refrigerant that needs to be collected properly and safely. However, in the city of Madison, they would charge me the same thirty-five dollars to throw away a stove. Mm-hmm. Now it now, just ironically, on the east side here, the sycamore Uh, yard waste site where Mm -hmm. you can drop appliances is immediately next door to alter metal recycling where they will pay you (laughs) (laughs) to drop off your stove or your dishwasher or your clothes washer or your metal not mixed with chemicals appliance. So you, so I made the double trip. I, I paid my stickers at the city of Madison $35 to put away a fridge, but then I went next door and Dropped off the rest of my strictly metal appliances where they would pay me instead of me having to pay them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so for those of you who are moving appliances around or that is something you do easily, do keep that in mind that you may pay the fee for those ones that need to be properly contained, but that you can get paid to drop off metal and things that are just heavy how much mm-hmm. do they give you for dryer dropping off at the metal place Here, okay here's the here's the honest truth i just let them have it you just let them yeah because that was sometimes little, it's better just to was, get it out because right? what i did <laughs> what i had just done is i had saved 35 dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and the more you and I'll, here's the here's the other part the more you drive around there the better your chances are you're going to get a flat tire let's take a break for Phil's phone-in, and then we'll come back and, uh, and just do one more thing with Josh. That sounds fine.
0: Boy,
1: I want to keep you all okay now.
2: time for Phil's phone-in. Phil Plort is my business partner in Deacon Housing, president of Madison's Blimling & Associates, a dairy commodities consulting firm, a division of Dairy.com, and host of the brand-new podcast, The Dairy Download. Keeping an eye on the faraway and diverse markets is what he does. Seeing how it might affect real estate here in Madison is what he does for fun. Here he is with a look
7: beyond the 608. Hey, Ben, it's Phil with a view from beyond the 608. I've been watching three statistics with interest the past few weeks as COVID makes another stand in several regions. All suggest that Americans are not venturing as far and wide as with the case earlier this summer. First, fewer people are flying. Right around the 4th of July, TSA airport checkpoint counts were running at about 14.2 million people per week. That was more than three times greater than 2020 and 14% behind 2019. Now we're back to about 13.1 million, 23% behind where we were in 2019. Second, hotel occupancy is slipping. It got to 71% in mid-July, compared to 48% in 2020, and 78% two years ago. Last week, we were back to 66%. Third, sit-down restaurant traffic is starting to decline. During the last week of June, open table data showed volume up 1% over the same period in 2019. Since then, we've returned to minus 10%. What does this mean? In my line of work, I study the travel economy and restaurant performance to gauge impact on food prices. But for the housing market, maybe we will see people continue to spend more for additional room. Perhaps we keep investing in building out our current dwellings. Or if we are going to stay in work from anywhere mode, it's possible demand for second homes persists. That's all for now, Ben. We'll be back next month with another look beyond the 608.
3: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam Elliott. His name is Ben Anton. Our in-studio guest today has been Josh Gavel with Kirch Appliance. Kirch, you're... Your father, stepfather? Is that what it was? Yeah. We figured
6: that out. Okay. Uh, Family business of yours. Tell me a little bit about the place. Twenty-three O two Mustang Way. Mm -hmm. So we're there uh, 8 to 5 Monday through Friday. Come see uh, what we have in the inventory and if there's anything that looks like you want. Otherwise, uh, if you need to contact us for repairs or anything, we're at 608-246-4246. And otherwise, you can always contact us online at kirchappliance.com. Somebody comes in and says, oh, Josh, should I buy a new one or just get a used
3: one and save some money? What do you usually tell them?
6: Well, we just sell the used. So, okay. uh, yeah, um, we try and steer them. You know, we can show them what we have. And we're usually not too, uh, too pushy to people, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, kind of let them make their own decision. We can kind of tell them the benefits of what, uh, what a used has to offer and mm-hmm. kind of let them decide what they want to do. Would give us one benefit. I would say, I mean, obviously you're going to save some money, mm-hmm. um, Lately, the biggest thing, we definitely see a lot of people coming back to you hear, uh, I want to go back to that traditional washer. I don't want this uh, high efficiency anymore. Oh, really? So unfortunately, you can't buy those new anymore. So right. that's a uh, a market
2: that uh, we're able to help with. The technophobes who yeah. want to reject the new technology. What are we going <laughs> to do about that, though, If the, if, like, get someone back to, like, a washboard? Like, <laughs> like, are they are they all going to be the super fast, speedy, high efficiency ones soon? Eventually. Oh, they are already?
6: Yeah. For the most part, they are. I, Speed Queen was kind of the last holdout to uh, keep manufacturing theirs. And I thought they stopped, but actually a couple of weeks ago, I found out that they've got a, uh, they
2: restarted making their old traditional one again. No, with, a, so. with the rocks and pebbles <laughs> on, the, on the side of the stream. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Josh, for coming in. It's been a pleasure. And we didn't even make you fix anything. I don't. There are nothing, there's nothing in the house right now making a funny noise. So we're probably going to let you go. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Yeah.
3: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam. Ben, what was that? That was
2: The Ocho? The Ocho. Of the season This is our yeah, eighth month Yeah, August Oh yeah, you're right So it's the uh, And then it, there was a, There was an extra special little I think Adam goofed up The Spanish <laughs> there At the beginning <laughs> Well, you merged the words Seis and ciento I think that's a word Seis se Like six hundred it, Maybe it's hyphenated That would be six hundred and eight Right, well Seis ciento ocho Or Seis cero se cien- ocho no, I'd 60. Google eight. says it's NL
3: 608. Yeah, but the the area code is not 608. It's 608. Ah, uh, picky.
2: <laughs> if, you're, if you're on a street corner in Mexico and you need to make a phone call, I think that would work.
3: Uh, that was Josh Gavel with Courage Appliance. I learned actually a lot here today about
2: appliances. You it's, don't ever stop and think about appliances too much. You don't. Yeah. So it was good. I, I feel like we probably all learned a little something. Yeah, yeah. One of my takeaways, and it 's funny that you
3: mentioned that like water was dripping out of the fridge because that exact thing happened to me too, and I like i i don 't know and you're and you 're right like there 's this learned experience with with tradespeople who know how to like dive into uh, an mm-hmm. appliance or product where it took me like forty five minutes to figure out how to take the shelves out and unscrew the panel in the back so I could get to the the drain which was causing the ice blockage, <laughs> but like you know, a, a tradesperson will come in and be like,
2: "Nope, boop, 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 boop. and done. <laughs> so, you know, there's value in that. In and out. Yeah. Time is money. You have either one or the other. That's what I'm learning. Yeah.
3: I find it curious that large apartment units are upgrading their stuff to go from white to stainless or steel, stainless steel, that there's an option to, you know, get those into the
2: resale market. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Josh helps out with. It's interesting, too, to think about. I don't know, young people like sometimes I, I'll clean a stove and an oven and someone will live there for a year. And it's like, did they ever cook? Like, I don't <laughs> never turn the thing. Off. I like or, or like one time it happened that someone moved in and out and then the next person turned on the stove and it was and it smelled Um but it smelled because like it had been, it had never been used since it had been cleaned, and it was it was just like the burning off of like soapy smell. Like it was like, well, there it, it's clean now. <laughs> it just hasn't. Does that previous tenant didn't use it even once in a right. year?
3: They're waiting for the time when the uh, the Star Trek <laughs> thing, you just say just computer pizza and it's like, boom, and you the have replicator. The replicator. I wonder if Thank Josh
2: you. is ever going to have to work on a replicator. You
3: know, that's what's in line. That's what's in store. <laughs> Why? Wi- Wi-Fi enabled replicator. Um, I like the idea because quite honestly, when we said we're going to do appliances, I'm like, oh, are we talking to somebody from the big box? And like no, there is that that market that's still available for people to use.
2: Well we could we yeah. could talk to a medium sized box. Um, I love the brothers main and Dennis, uh, one of the brothers, is uh, lives in the neighborhood here. He might be uh, he might be so but I don't know I guess other than talking about the benefits of his store versus the big box, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. So go go to the brothers main, ask for Dennis um, if you're gonna buy new. But if you're gonna buy used this is a legit option, and I mm-hmm. I honestly think a, a decent way to save money um, and straight shooters that are going to say, as we learned last week, well, you know, it's actually going to be cheaper just to replace it. Yeah. Um, so and, it's somebody that you trust, so that's yeah, an endorsement they are, right there. they are one of the people the, that are smarter than us.
3: All right. Uh, people can find out more
2: about our podcast, probably about Josh, in the newsletter, too. You can find a little recap of the podcast in the 22nd, 20 second, 22nd 20 second read a podcast for your eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It arrives on the 22nd and will be written in easy to digest segments, taking no longer than 20 seconds to read. You may sign up for it on Facebook at in the 608. All right. Um, One more. Thanks going out to Josh
3: Gavel with Kirch appliance. Um, Josh is great. Uh, Very informed kind of guy. I think like
2: if you need, he'll fix it for you. He'll sell you the used one. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't want to call him nerdy, but he's like, like technically, like just like how sometimes I get. He knows can his craft. Kind of, He knows yeah. it. That guy knows. Yeah. He knows. He probably knows could stuff. have cited like model appliances for us if, if we quizzed him that deep about it. <laughs> well, and he was funny. He answered the yeah. questions easily, though. I guess they were kind of all there, but, but <laughs> they were all in store locations, well, weren't Kurt, they? <laughs> but he's not that old. Yeah. That first one, he was like in eighth grade. But anyway, so Kurt, and they've been around since the 60s, started on the far west. West, oh. But uh, we're on Williamson Street until the mid-'90s. Then he was on Sherman for probably a good 10, 10 15 years. And now uh, Southeast by, by UPS on Mustang Way. Nice to see him stick around that long. Uh, thank you going out to the musicians you've been
3: hearing uh, throughout Real Estate in the 608 today. Renclaw, El Donk, the Oak Street Ramblers. Bob Westfall, Seesaw. And the Mad City Jug Band. Um, We extend a wholehearted thank you to our listeners for joining us. We're Real Estate in the 608 today. And thank you, Ben.
2: Thank you. And for those of you who've been trying, we're still trying. We still want to have Mercury Stardust on the program. Oh, yeah. I'm I I going to make one more phone call today. Oh, good. Good, Now that I just thought of that, I'm making a
0: phone call. We'll see what we can do. That'll be fun. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Real Estate in the 608 is a podcast for homeowners, home buyers, landlords, tenants, people who just want to be better at living in a home. If you can't get enough Real Estate in the 608 between episodes, like us on Facebook at in the 608 or visit in the 608.com for archived episodes and show notes. Remember, until you tell us, we don't know. We appreciate your listening, as well as your ratings and reviews at your favorite podcast portal. We also welcome feedback and topic suggestions via email to ben at benanton.com.
1: Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fists curled up in a schoolyard fight? I'll be a beggar when you're calling my name. And come on, baby won't you keep me safer than that high score on that pinball game you all always in at your favorite arcade and we could be taking the and we could be baby won't you buy me flowers with that money spent on whiskey sours that you're buying at those wasted hours and come on baby won't you talk me sweet instead i'm staring at this empty sea because you got someone else you'd rather meet and we could be Come on.